On today's show, Crota's End is getting a lot of fixes, so get your cheese in while you can. You're listening to Destiny the Soul. Welcome, Guardians. Welcome, everybody, to Destiny, the show number 27. BBK Dragoon here with Diddy. Diddy, how are you feeling today? Pretty good. Uh, my back hurts a little bit because I strained it a little too much mounting a TV on my wall yesterday. But other than that, I'm doing pretty good. Does the new setup look really sweet? I think so, apart from all the cables dangling down from it because I haven't done cable management yet. But it'll look pretty sweet. Nice. Very good. And New Year's going well. Does school start tomorrow or next week? Yes, so by the time people are hearing this, I have already started school again. Yeah, but this is it, man. Last semester, home stretch. Home stretch. That's a serious duty accomplishment, man. Enjoy this one, <laughs> even though there'll be a lot of work. Everybody, I love telling people, have fun this semester. And there's like this sick grin <laughs> on my face. It's like, uh-huh. Have fun with assignments and reading more. I'm already done. (laughs) I was just thinking about it. Like, some of the reading loads and levels. Now, I was not uh, a literature major or anything in the English major, so those guys are exempt from this. But is it just me, or or do you think students, like 80% of students, do not read what is assigned? Yeah, it's probably 90%. It's absurd the, like, quantity, at least when I was at school, like, the quantity of reading they had assigned... And the level of um, maneuvering around it that you could get to. We've both talked about this before, but like an experienced college student buys the books he knows he's going to need and then foregoes the other 18 or seven books they don't need on the list, you know? Exactly. You look at the syllabus and go, okay, there's no assignments in that book. We'll be good. I'll (laughs) Google that. We'll be fine there. So how was the Destiny week? What'd you do? How'd you play? Any other games other than Destiny? Um, I actually played some ranked five League of Legends for, for a day. Yeah. That was exciting. Lost our first three, got demoted down to bronze three, then we won like three in a row. So that was that was a productive night, I think. You're going to tear <laughs> bronze apart. You were at gold at the end of last season. So basically the next few weeks of matches are going to be delicious. You would be surprised. Like we are uncoordinated and we just don't care and we just make <laughs> a lot of mistakes and lose. But anyways, uh Destiny, I actually did pretty good in Destiny um in terms of being productive. I got my Titan to level 30 um and uh, both my Titan and Warlock have all the gear they need to get 31, 32. I just need the materials and glimmer. I'm at the glimmer point again, so I've been using uh not black wax idols because I actually need those to convert my radiant energies to shards from Eris rank four. Mm-hmm. Once I hit that this week, my hunter will be thirty-two. Nice. So I've been using like either seeds and resupply codes on, uh, what's it called, uh, fallen and cabal. So yeah. I'm impressed, man. You've got three ridiculously nice guardians now. All of which are going to be like level 31 soon. You're 32 with the Hunter, but like Warlock and Titan, man. You show me some of the gear, at least the Warlock. Looks good. How do you find the time? <laughs> I, you know, just play when I'm not working or doing school. Well, I guess this, the winter break really helped because I didn't have any schoolwork to do. So It takes dedication too, man, to, to roll <laughs> other characters up and to get them geared. It takes work. Hard work. Destiny work. Awesome. I beat Dark Souls this week. Top 10 game on my list ever. Well designed, very fun. 
totally like a non-linear experience. And then in Destiny, I did a bunch of skirmishes with Azure Dragon and Sassy. And that's nice. actually probably the video footage for everybody watching on YouTube. Thanks to everybody on YouTube for the support. Um, I was really pleased to see how many people are now watching the show on YouTube. I'm going to be putting video footage alongside of it. So if you're watching on YouTube, uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes for another method to get it. That's where the majority of our listeners are. And then iTunes listeners, if you want some visuals to accompany the show, check us out on YouTube. And that uh, I like it. I'm looking forward to it. So Skirmish, by the way, uh, the, the three maps that we were mainly playing, I actually had them written down. I can't find them anymore, but they are the Rumble maps, and they're really small, and I never played them before, and one of them is on Mercury, and it's beautiful. So that's probably the gameplay that's starting out now. So Yeah, the Burning Shrine is on Mercury, and that's probably my favorite map in the game. It just, it flows really well if you're winning, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it's just pretty. Like, the giant burning orb, we got, basically, after one of the matches, we had to search for another one above Mercury for, like, 20 minutes. So we got to see something that I've never seen before. As you orbit a planet, it's actually time-based. So you can move from the light side of the planet to the dark side of the planet, which is really cool, and Mercury looks great. So our first news bit of today is letting you know that the Filthy Casual Report, the post that we've promoted here for the last couple of weeks written by R.B. Evans, has gotten its own website. So if you visit destinyfcr.com, that'll take you to the weekly Filthy Casual Report, and they're well organized, and it's a very good grouping of the links, news, and important Destiny information from every single week. I encourage all of our listeners to go check it out and support the site. Our second piece of news is no experience gains from the raids. Did he explain? So this was a post on Reddit. Let's see. Got to give credit to the person who wrote it. The Bone Doctor. Shout out to the Bone Doctor for mentioning this. You do not get experience for using... Uh, any armor or guns in either Vault of Glass or Crota's End. Now, you do get experience from Hobgoblins in the Vault of Glass um, in the Templar room, I think. Something like that. Um, But that's the only instance where you get experience from any raids. And um, so if you're trying to level up some new gear and you're level 29 trying to do Vault of Glass on hard... Don't bring down your teammates trying to level up that gear because you won't be getting any experience and you'll just be wasting your time. So Hmm. raids are supposed to be that bring your A-game, end-game content. And Bungie wants the best of the best gear and weapons used there. So um, that's why they don't have um, experience there because enemies in the raid areas are totally different and uh, separate from any other enemies in the game. That's why Minotaurs are called Praetorians in Vault of Glass. Something similar like that. I see. Okay, well that's interesting to know. So if you're planning on getting your equipment leveled up and you've got some new items or you're on an alt, the raid is maybe not the best place to do so. (laughs) Weapon damage explained. What is this post? This is another very informative post over on the Reddit. Shout out to Captain Kev ninety one. He wrote a very detailed description of um, weapon damage. If you haven't seen anything like this before, but basically, if you're one level, two level, three level under what the enemy is, you'll be doing a lot less damage, significantly less damage. Um, and it gives you the percentages, and it actually gives you um, your 
critical hit multipliers for each weapon. So assault rifles have two and a half times critical hit multiplier. Pulse rifles have three times, hand cannon three times. All that kind of information is over there on the weapon damage explained with science post on Reddit. So definitely go check out that link. It's very informative and can help you um, optimize your damage output. I love those kind of posts just because like another Dark Souls plug here, playing through Dark Souls 2, there's a ton of stats, and when you upgrade certain bits, it changes, like, different elements. I really want to understand, I guess, the weapon stats a little bit better, how impact changes the way the gun performs, and just some of the more minute details. That way, moving forward, I can be that snobby guy who's like, oh, don't use that gun. (laughs) You want to use that gun right there. Now, let us re-roll Vanguard and Crucible gear for commendations. If I understand correctly, there's a Reddit post where the suggestion is, let us take old Vanguard or Crucible gear and re-roll them for commendations. Is that correct? I mean, it sounds self-explanatory, but basically if I had, let's say, my vanilla Destiny armor set that I got from the Vanguard Quartermaster that I don't use anymore, I have nothing to do with that other than maybe just like give it to some hand-me-down character, like some alt that I would roll up. But if this came true, what this post wants, I could take this gear and then turn that into a commendation and just say, hey, you know, it's not going to give you marks, but if I want to purchase something new from the Quartermaster, at least I can recycle some of my old gear and have some benefit instead of it letting just gather dust in my vault. Is that right? Yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's the idea. You know, okay. um, whenever you rank up a Crucible or Vanguard reputation, you get a Vanguard or Crucible um, commendation right and you have to turn that in yeah. with your crucible or vanguard marks to get a weapon or armor piece and i don't know if it would work with vanilla destiny items but um anything that has like a max level light level of 33 that's current um dlc yeah. levels yeah and um if i say say i have um for example the crucible um, one of the weapons is the fall will probably kill you mm-hmm. 1969 it's probably one of my favorite hand cannons in the game the Crucible one that's sold has um, Return to Sender and Mulligan, meaning if you get kills with a weapon, it has a chance to turn uh, bullets into uh, the magazine directly. And if you miss a shot, it has a chance to turn um, the uh, bullet to the magazine as well. Hmm. And it's it's really good for PvE because you can just keep firing that weapon. I actually recently bought it, mm-hmm. and the Max it has a 10-shot um, magazine. Hmm. And with those perks active, I've fired 18 shots from a single magazine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I had that version of the hand cannon before gifted to me from ranking up Vanguard, but it wasn't those perks. So, what I would have liked to have done was turn it into the Crucible for accommodation and some Crucible marks and re- get new perks re-roll the perks similar to how the iron banner works and that's what this post is suggesting you know just have that option turn in a commendation and some crucible or vanguard marks to re-roll the stats on a certain piece of gear i'm all i think that would really help you know the customization of things really Hmm. optimize your kit for whatever you're trying to do define your guardian you know they're always talking in the videos there's no one specific way to play (laughs) destiny Except if you're a warlock, you want Claws of Ahamkara, you want the Obsidian Mind, you want a Sura, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. There is some well-defined paths, I guess. I'm all for it. I don't see a negative uh, with it. So, Complete timeline of Destiny lore events. This is a huge post, man. You just showed me this right before the show. What is it? It's all of the lore, significant timeline events in Destiny that we know of mm-hmm. in one 
list on Reddit. It's definitely nice. worth the read. And I just started reading some of the lore in Destiny, you know, like really started reading it. And it's just mind-blowing how cool some of this stuff is. And with a link we're going to talk about later on in the show, like some of the different bosses in the game, their backstory and all these theories. And it's like, it's awesome. It's Game of Thrones level, you know, depth. It's awesome. I've heard, yeah, it. Grimoire, like the people who invest and actually learn it, say it's really, really good writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, oh, man, I really want something like that in the game. Please. Please, Bungie, please. Probably the biggest piece of news to come out of this week was the weekly update from Bungie. And it starts out talking about how they're going to be basically fixing everything going on with Crota's End. They, you can no longer do the exploding lanterns trick. You're actually going to have to cross the bridge in the second <laughs> portion of the fight. I can't remember, but there's a few other uh, cheeses that they can do, like the Shrieker hallway. Then Aren't they fixing something with that? Um, I don't remember exactly. I could be wrong. Check out the post. Um, most people probably listening to the show pay attention to the weekly update. But what I'm saying is, if you plan on cheesing Crota, do it now because forever hold your peace. What's probably going to happen as soon as they fix Crota's end and they patch it sometime this month, and January is pretty close to halfway done. As soon as we hit Thursday, January is going to be at the halfway mark, which is insane. Um, you're going to see hard mode raid hitting Crota's end. So these fixes are basically prepping up for hard mode and hopefully you are ready with your gear and team so that you can try out the new hard mode yeah and before we move on like by the time this show is out these fixes should already be in effect so you can't cheese it anymore. Uh, yeah yeah so, i forget that we come out yeah. on tuesday <laughs> and it's actually really interesting it's this is the reason why bungie did not release hard mode right away yeah. you know they wanted to find the cheeses and they knew people would post about it and they found it and now they're fixing it and now you actually have to beat the raid legitimately in hard mode unless some new fix comes out or cheese comes out exactly which i don't think will because these are some pretty significant fixes which i really like because if you actually play this raid it's on par with Vault of Glass, but if you cheese Crota, it's not as much fun yeah, as Vault of Glass. It's kind of disappointing if, you, if you're cheesing it. Yeah, it's actually pretty fun if you do it legitimately. Nice. They are adding Asylum, the Anomaly, and the Burning Shrine to Clash and Control. These are the skirmish, skirmish match maps. Wow, that is very hard to say. Skirmish maps and Rumble Pit <laughs> maps that I loved. These were great in 3v3. They're very small, so... Uh, it's going to be chaotic, very chaotic having these added, but I love new maps, and man, the Burning Shrine on Mercury, <laughs> certainly worth it, even if you're not a Crucible player, to check out some of the visuals on Mercury. Uh, I was very pleased with that. They also break down the top 10 guns, basically, uh, for primary weapons, special weapons, heavy weapons in the last two weeks, and that's for Guardians who are over level 20. It's just sort of interesting to see. I don't think we really need to go that much into it. Suros is, of course, number two. What a surprise. <laughs> I wonder if they're ever going to nerf it. Um, Iron Banner is starting on the 13th, January 13th, so by the time the show is out, you guys will be doing Iron Banner, and it goes through the 19th, and there are new rewards. Looking forward to seeing some Iron Banner posts. You can always send some gloaty pictures if you reach rank 5, or if you get some sweet item. Uh, if the rewards are great or if we have some new shaders we just like paying attention to the events so if something cool happens definitely tweet us a picture at destiny the show i think that wraps up our news it's time for the topic this is your ghost miranda and when i'm not out helping guardians i'm listening to destiny the show so what makes for a well-designed challenging boss fight we have 
a decent amount of bosses in Destiny, but I would wager that most of them play about the same, with the exception of just a couple here and there. What I think the best boss fight for me in Destiny is, uh, is probably Atheon. As it stands now, Atheon represented a really cool style of fighting. His difficulty lays not in just like taking him on, it's figuring out the puzzle around taking him on. So when, if anybody's not done Vault of Glass, you're going to be confused, but when he teleports three of your party members to the future of the past three of your current party members who weren't teleported have to work and open the correct portal while those within future or past have to kill the oracles and navigate their way back to the portal to continue the boss fight i thought this was a creative mechanic and i'm not saying that all bosses need like a a puzzle element to it to be successful but i would say um, many of the bosses blend together and are fairly bland in my opinion in terms of they're just sort of bullet spongy and, and don't really do many innovative things, especially like Valus Tariq is about as bland as it gets. You just sort of attack big mob while looking out for ads. And I wanted to ask you, Diddy, what do you think makes a, a good boss fight? And if you could tie in the link that you mentioned before the show. So I agree with you. Atheon is probably the best boss mechanically. There's a puzzle around it. You actually have to coordinate with your with your fire team on how to actually beat him and it just works really well you know um i think a really good boss as well is in the dark below dlc the very first story mission Star- sardon yeah oh yeah he's that, he's that sword bearer he actually uses the sword's abilities right yeah yep. he actually uses the um the shockwave and hits you from afar with his sword and like no other knight or sword bearer in the game does that like even in crota's end there's Nothing. No one else uses the abilities of the sword, and I thought that was really cool, especially in that area. It, it had um, Crota's presence poisons the air or whatever, like yeah. the darkness. Yep. And, like you couldn't use abilities or double jump in that area, and I thought that was a really cool boss fight. I agree. Yeah. And this link uh, again on uh, the Destiny subreddit. Um, let me see. Let me pull it up real quick. Got to give credit, obviously, but it's basically. Uh, what strike bosses should have been and uh, burnt bacon uh, burnt baconator that's that's his name (laughs) beautiful name Um, he details every single strike boss except for um, the dust palace because it leads me to believe that he's on the xbox one and has not played dust palace yet um fogoth axor the archon priest epix prime he breaks down what they are and what they could have been and he's adding mechanics and the one that um, intrigued me the most was um, Secreon, the Nexus boss. Mm-hmm. He's that Hydra with the shield in the middle, and he just kind of floats around and shoots turrets at you. Um, every other boss fight, he wants them to be more mobile, right? He wants them to use the arena to try and destroy the Guardians. And uh, before I get into Secreon, let me um, do the Fogoth mm-hmm. um, edition. Yeah. Wa- Fogoth is untamed, right? Yeah. He wants... He wants that giant... It's, he's chained up when you first see him. You're like, oh my god, this is like Rancor, Star Wars level yep. monster. He's just going to destroy everything. But then once he becomes unchained, he's just a mobile turret. Yep. You know, He just shoots his eye laser beam, just like every other ogre in the game. And he wants him to have different abilities. Oh, like, yeah. Fogoth should be the focus of the fight, but not a bullet sponge that summons waves and waves of ads, you know? It should... Yeah, I agree. It's like this distraction where Fogoth is really fun for the first few times you fight it but then you really realize the only real challenge that is in that fight is the ads and i think that's the plague of many of the boss fights is really Mm -hmm. just sort of like 
all right, maybe stand behind a wall enough, kill these ads, don't let Fogoth see you. But could you imagine if Fogoth <laughs> could charge at you and do a grab attack? Or if there were less waves of ads and you had to actually manage him or move him around the arena in some way? Because as it stands now, it's just if you manage the ads, you win the fight. Yeah, a suggestion by Orbital NZ says Fogoth should occasionally pick up a cursed thrall and use him as a grenade. Yes, that'd be like, that sweet. would be so cool. <laughs> Okay, so that's Buda. kind of that's kind of like an example, but the Secreon, he says, I want him to be more stationary, right? Mm-hmm. So apparently in the lore, Secreon is like he's the mind controlling the entire conversion operation on Venus. So he's like a master architect, right? He's converting an entire planet into a machine. Yeah. Right? He should be controlling the room around you. Like deleting platforms and adding platforms and like spawning turrets around the map that you destroy that would be so cool just have that kind of mechanic like a like a platformer mechanic like the uh, jump puzzle in vault of glass yeah have him do that in the room that you're in i like it i like it a lot just like and valis Tariq or Tariq, mm-hmm. you know yeah he's like a football player he should have a charge attack seriously you know? And he's just sitting there shooting his little missiles pew, pew, pew at you. And it's not very exciting once you've done it three or four times, you know. Um, I will say this, the Dust Palace Strike on the PlayStation is mechanically, it has, it's in a, ste- a step in the right direction, right? It yeah. has three mobile bosses at the very end with mm-hmm. regenerating different um, elemental shields, right? That's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Let's take it a few steps excuse me, a few steps further and add different abilities, right? Yeah. Why don't any of the bosses have a super ability or something comparable like the Guardians have, like we have, you know? Just Add something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I hate to leave it as just more dynamic fights, but I'd like more movement to where you are required to manage the movement of the boss. As it stands now, I can't really think of a single encounter where that actually matters, other than um, pre-Baby Bumper Atheon long, long ago, when you could just push him off the platform, which I kind of am sad we missed that era. That would have been hysterical, I think, to just (laughs) push Atheon off the platform. I think the post brings up a lot of good ideas. You know what? I think this would be a great way to get feedback from the listeners, because we've got a lot of folks who probably have good ideas and things that they'd like to see, so definitely tweet at us what makes for a good boss fight what changes would you want to see to bosses in destiny i think that's a really open-ended thing that we could discuss for a long time and i definitely think it's something bungie is scratching at the surface on you can tell like atheon is a very well designed encounter the first encounter that you do in eris uh bounties or whatever the missions like you mentioned i can't remember his name that's a sardon yeah that's really fun you know, I expected the rest of the missions to really have that and was fairly let down when uh, even the urn just culminated in a big wave uh, attacks. I did like the fact that the green, whatever it is, when they throw down the green piles on the floor that you can't touch, that's a cool mechanic. Oh, yeah, the vestiges. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. something I like. That requires you to be uh, more skillful, more finesse in your moving. That type of play style is something I like. Well, for good on that, I definitely want to hear some improvements you'd like to see with Comet, because we were talking about this before the show, and I think it might be good. Some, perhaps, speculations of things that you want to see come this September when Destiny Comet, or whatever it's going to be called, releases. So, my three additions that I really want to see in the Comet or Destiny 2 DLC releases, um, 
Obviously, I want more vault space, right? Yep. I'm at the point where I'm getting more exotics and more legendaries. And some people, you know, they already have their vaults full, yep. right? They've been playing 600 hours plus, and they, they just need more space to put their stuff. And Bungie has heard this. They're working on it. And I'm going to assume that it's going to be a Comet DLC edition. You know, yeah. it would be great for House of Wolves, but let's be honest, Comet is a much larger DLC. And... I think that would be where we see that improvement. Yeah. We also want to see in-game clan interface. That's huge. Yeah, because uh, we've been working on... I've been I've been really vocal on the uh, Bungie Destiny of the Show clan um, messaging board, you know, people trying to get in uh, raids, and it's just not quick enough, no. you know? If I can see all 80, 100, or however many clan members we have in my list right there it doesn't i don't necessarily have to friend them on xbox i can't i don't need to um go search for them i can just see them if they're online what they're doing who they're with if i want to just shoot them an invite say hey i'm doing this can you help me out absolutely you know almost like there could be a board if you could put the board in game because we know a lot of these people are on but it's so it's a hassle a lot of people play with tvs they don't have a laptop near them or they don't have a computer or their phone or whatever it's silly that we should have to resort to a lot of third-party things to do basic in-game functions like if we wanted to do a raid night we'd have to tweet it out we'd have to (laughs) inform people through the show and that means a lot of folks are going to miss out just because the majority are going to be focused on the game. It's something that you, like, I really feel that in-game clan interfacing will come to fruition. Uh, Perhaps it's something that we should actually bring up to Deej and see if there's anything that he can give us back in reply, if there's a timeline when this would happen, because, you know, the Destiny of the Show clan is something we I like. Um, I know you like, too, and you're way better about being vocal on the boards and talking there than I am. I'm terrible about checking it just because <laughs> I forget that it exists in the terms of like, mm-hmm. oh, we've got a board. I should definitely go check it more. It's almost like forums. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm terrible at checking forums. I go to read sometimes, but it's not something I check like my email, you know? Yeah. And then my third improvement would be, and I, a lot of people have agreed with me on this, and like I, it's not even my idea. Someone mentioned it to me. I can't remember who the first person was, but... Put the vault in the ship. Yep. Brilliant. You know, why why can't we access our vault when we're in orbit? You know? It's really nice that we have these beautiful ships, but they're just loading screens at this point. Yeah. When we're in orbit, when we hit the start button, there should be a tab that says vault, right? When yep. I'm switching weapons between characters, it's a hassle right now because I have to take my character to the tower, put my weapon in the vault, change characters take that character to the tower and then get to the vault again. It's using the tower for the vault just doesn't make a lot of sense to me, you know? Yeah. The tower is the social hub. It's where all the vendors are. It's where, you know, all the events happen. Zur, the Iron Banner, Queen's Emissary. You know, that's that's all good for the tower, but the vault should be in the ship, you know? And that's something I would really like to see with a Comet, Comet DLC or even Destiny 2 in 2016. Uh, that's when I'm assuming it's going to launch. Yeah. It, it would just make sense just, just to add that little tab at the top of your start menu, you know, It'd alongside so the nicer, clan yeah. interface. You know, you have currently, you have the roster, your um, gear, your inventory, and then settings. Two more, clan and vault. That's all you need to do when you're in orbit, and it would be so easy to do that, I think. Well, I say easy. I'm not a programmer, and I'm not a game developer. It would 
it makes the most sense to me as a player. I'll say that. How about that? If the technology is there, it should be done. <laughs> That's what I agree with. Um, for me, I mentioned this before, I don't think it'll happen prior to Destiny 2. I would really like trading um, where I can trade with other players. And if there was some sort of auction house, again, this <laughs> the actuality, like the probability of this happening is so low. Uh, prior to whatever comment is and then maybe destiny 2 or maybe it's something they never want to see happen uh, in their game and i also mentioned that i'd just like to see more customization as it stands now warlocks i know every piece of gear that high-end warlocks play and wear um, and vice versa i'm sure you you know every basically hunter piece you know all the top tier like warlock pieces and you know i would think titan too now that you've got your titan up there I just would like to see more options for customizations of that. Even if we're wearing the same gear, perhaps I could identify with my guardian uh, separate from somebody else who wears claws of claw of Ahamkara, Obsidian Mind, and the other raid gear from uh, Crota's End right now. That's basically it. I'm really happy with this game. I've just been playing a lot of Crucible, and uh, quite frankly, it's uh, Destiny's a good game. Um, like to see some things with Comet, and hopefully, we'll see those things happening. You also mentioned you want to see more customization, like. It, since I, I have a I have a warlock with the claws of Ahamkar as well, yeah. and you were saying if each individual piece had a little bit of a tweak as well, you know, yeah. Because if you guys don't know already, when you do specifically the Crota raid, each raid gear piece that you get, say you get two um, gloves in a single raid run, right? Mm-hmm. They could have different stats, right? Yeah. Have those gear pieces change cosmetically to the yeah. stats they have? Yeah. And you were saying you just want more customization, so you can differentiate. You can say, "Oh, that dude has claws of Ahamkara, but he has more intellect, and I have strength. Yep. So that's why he has, you know, gold rings around the claws on his shoulders, or you know, streamers coming out of his head, yeah, or something. Black feathers instead of like brown feathers, or." His boots have like a steel toe to them. I know. Oh, cool! That's the discipline build. Or, yeah, because yeah. exotics don't um, change color depending on your shader. If you didn't know that already, mm-hmm. like they are static colors. Like that's the reason they're exotic because they're so special, right? Yeah. Differentiate them just a little bit. You know, obsidian mind. It can be matte or glossy. That's a, that's a simple little change you can have right there. You know. Yep, I agree entirely. It's good from twitter so we have many tweets today i think i'm gonna read a tweet that i probably read uh last time but just in case i want to be safe i always forget first one comes from at m webster 1991 and says found your podcast been loving it i have a long commute to work it's been entertaining every mile thank you i always love those positive tweets actually diddy did you know i think this week is the first week we're gonna break five thousand listens in total which is pretty cool nice yeah. that's awesome thank you listeners thank you on average we're like we have about three to four thousand weekly listeners sometimes a bit more um but just a lot of support coming out of the woodwork and we're very thankful of it it's been a cool experience moving on at drew pancake for his 2015 destiny goal writes i'd like to hit max rank and be able to find some friends to complete the raid every week. When you're talking to Diddy and Dragoon, we've got a crew. We can help you. Talk to us. Give us a ring. At Visual 86 writes, I want to be able to pull away from Destiny and play it more casually. It's feeling more like an addiction than a game. This type of game, man, it can definitely hook, line, and sinker you in. You can lose quite a bit of time to this, but it's pretty fun, wouldn't you say? 
Yeah, I'll say this. You get to a point in your character where you will only come on Tuesdays and Fridays. So the weekly reset to get all those nightfalls done. And then when Zerg comes in the tower, because you're going to be maxed out and you're going to have all the gear you need. And you're just going to pop on a couple times a week to, you know, get your destiny fix in for the week. So you're not going to be playing 24-7 like you probably already are. Nice. Okay, at G. Duerson got a husk of the pit and he writes got liquid smoke a husk today i couldn't believe it dropped i I think it husk of the pit i don't know what liquid smoke is but liquid smoke is a listener to the show i'm friends with him on xbox oh cool thank you shout out very nice okay next one comes from oh it's m webster again and he writes four man vault of glass on hard as level 30 that is his 2015 destiny (laughs) new year's resolution which is really cool good luck good luck indeed at fcr destiny writes thanks for the link and the mention of the weekly filthy casual report that is the twitter account of the filthy casual report um we mentioned it earlier in the show you can check out their twitter and definitely check out the website at dingo the wild writes just heard the podcast it's my goal in life to get an xbox one and join you guys in the raids (laughs) hashtag poor with hope well we hope you get one and get to experience destiny soon man at Old Sushi, I love that. At Old Sushi writes, my goal for 2015, to get a mention on your show, my real life bounty. Keep up the good work, PS3, old underscore sushi. That is a funny name, man. I like it. Well, we just made his 2015 Destiny resolution. Send us a new one. Yes. That one <laughs> didn't take very long to do, man. Uh, <laughs> at Tavis206 writes, Dead Orbit Rank 2. He's saying that he's Dead Orbit Rank Oh, no, no, no. Dead Orbit Rank 21. That makes a whole lot more sense. He says, Dead Orbit Rank 21 and still no shaders. Numerous Titan Marks and weapons, but no shaders. Yeah, man, you, you there's a crazy grind for those faction shaders. Good luck. RNG has not been kind. No. Hopefully you can have some more luck soon. Yes. Maybe like, uh, what what gives you good luck in Destiny? Finding all the coins in the tower? All the ghosts. How about that? Yeah, that Get works. that Grimoire score up. It's confirmed here. Finding ghosts, extra <laughs> 2% on the rolls. You have to have over 2k Grimoire score to actually get legendaries. Come on, guys. You should know this by now. Friend of the show, at Lurker Zero, sent us a link to Kotaku re-reviewing Destiny, and he says Kotaku has re-reviewed Destiny in acknowledgement of all the tweaks and changes. I read this review. I think if you're interested in it, you should absolutely read this review. Uh, I'll put this link in the show notes. Um, I was really pleased with the way that Kotaku handled the re-review. I wasn't a big fan of their original review, uh, but this was very respectable. I think they brought up some good criticisms, uh, but at the same time praised the game for what it does well. It's actually, we should point out that the reviewer actually plays Destiny. Like, it's not he played it at launch, and then he waited for the DLC to come out, and then he played it again. He's like, have he has over 600 hours. I think that's what the article says. Yeah. He's like, legitimately a Destiny player. So, he's actually a reliable uh, source, so. Yep. At Haggard Hero 88 writes, join our Destiny group, Fecal Assassins, we wanted two raids. That's quite the name, man. I don't think we could join the group because we already have our own clan, but maybe we'll do some sort of coordinated night or whatever. Sassy streamed this week. I missed this tweet. Otherwise, I would have retweeted it, but Sassy went out and streamed, and I'll put his stream link in the show notes so you guys can follow in case you want to check out Mr. Super Good Advice. 
at Lady Laserface. Man, you guys have awesome names. Hey guys, dig the show. My destiny goal for 2015 is to finally get Heart of the Praxic Fire Gross Incandescence for Life. What is the Heart of the Praxic Fire, Diddy? It's an exotic warlock uh, chess piece. Oh. Zur was selling it uh, a few weeks ago, so hmm. hopefully Zur will sell it again. Nice. Okay, I think that's actually everybody's post today. We have some emails, but because of time, I think we should probably read those emails next week. Sure. All right. Cool. Diddy, where can people find you? Twitter is at... What is my Twitter handle? I changed it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Diddy DTS. D-I-T-T-Y-D-T-S. YouTube is Wooshness. W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. And twitch.tv slash destiny the show. Awesome possum. You can follow me at BBK Dragoon. Make sure you follow the show at Destiny the Show. Tweet us what you think about the boss uh, topic, and we'd love to talk about it next week. We will get to your emails next week as well. I promise to those who sent emails and we didn't read them. Sorry, show I just like to keep it, you know, under 40 minutes if we can. Other than that, if you want to join the Destiny the Show clan, that link is in the description below or on our site. We encourage you to do so, because hopefully there'll be in-game clan interfacing one day. Listen to the show on iTunes, or you can check us out on YouTube. We appreciate everybody listening today, and have a wonderful week. Enjoy Iron Banner, and we'll see you next time.